Hallelujah. Amen. Well, to me, it's a real privilege to be here. So honored and so blessed to be invited to come. This is my very first official presbytery. And to be with Charlie and his beautiful wife, I am so blessed. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I have a very special uh, young lady with me, and this is Marlene Grafaz. And amen. <laughs> she is the daughter of one of the pastors that I give covering to in Puerto Rico. And um, I am so excited and privileged to have her here because she is an amazing musician. And she is a prophetess also. <laughs> and um, when she was little, you ask her, what are you going to be? And she used to say, I'm going to be an apostle. <laughs> I never forget that. She was amazing. And she's always had that fire in her. Um, I want to start a little bit with my journey. A year and four months ago, October 25th, my husband went to be with Jesus. He was an amazing man. He was an amazing teacher of the word. And he was an amazing prophet. But the most that he was, he was an amazing husband, an amazing father. And if one thing you could say that he left a legacy behind. We have a beautiful daughter, Erica, amazing five grandchildren. And then we have two of the girls that we kind of adopted into our home. And one of them has our last name. And one has two children and the other one has three girls. So, and we have a son in heaven. His name was Tosh. And God has blessed my life. I think of what God has done these last 46 and a half years. Now it's, it's one a year. It's, it's going to be now 48 almost. Yeah. Because time goes really quick. But the vision that God installed in us in 1974, I remember. We had bought this beautiful house in, in Puerto Rico. We were young. We were 18 years old. And you hardly didn't hear about young people at 18 years old buying a house. God gave us that privilege. And we had fixed the house so beautiful. And I remember in a Thursday night prayer meeting, the Lord said to us, will you give it back to me? We had just finished decorating the whole house. It was gorgeous. We had an uncle who gave us all kinds of beautiful stuff to fix the house. But he said, would you give it back to me? And we gave it to the Lord. And we went to Bible college. We went to Portland Bible College. And God, we used to call it trial temple. I know they used to call it Bible temple. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. That's where God took us and beat the snarl out of us. I 
I'm a Puerto Rican. I speak Spanish. Sometimes it's very broken. I do the ghetto thing. I come from Harlem, New York. And I met my husband when I was 11 years old. He was the boy next door to my grandma. So we were friends for forever. And then when I was 16 years old, like every good, real good little Puerto Rican girl, I got shipped to Puerto Rico because I was a fantastic kid. I never cut class, cover your ears, kids. I always say God has children. He doesn't have grandchildren. He's a father. But I used to, I remember being um, touched by the power of God when I was eight years old. And I started singing the song of the Lord and I didn't even know what it was. But I um, grew up in a Methodist church. My mom was a pastor. And because there was a lack, unfortunately, of the word, I felt through the cracks. And I started despising church because I saw things I couldn't understand. And I remember saying, God, I love you, but your people, they got some problems. They kind of messed up. <laughs> but God was trying to touch my eyes so I could see clearly. I couldn't see. I couldn't see what God was trying to show me. But God came and did touch my eyes. And he's still touching my eyes. Even through this year, because I want to speak to you tonight about vision. I want to talk to you about trees. I want to talk to you about walking trees. I believe that God is going to touch some of the people's eyes in this place. Some of you have been struggling to be able to see clearly and to come into focus. Because things have been out of focus. But God says, if you trust me, I'm going to touch your eyes. And you're going to be able to see the things you have not been able to see in times past. Mark 8. How many minutes I have? 15 minutes now? Okay, I'm running down. Mark 8. 22 to 26 and I'll go back and forth and then he came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him I don't know about you but I know that I was blind and I said God I need a touch because I can't see even October 25th, it came to a shock. I prayed, I sang, I prophesied, I did everything I knew how. And I always say, my husband died of COVID. COVID did not take my husband. Jesus took my husband. 
Because every man has an assignment in this earth. You only go home when God says so. You don't go before or you don't go after. It was the method that God used. It could have been anything else. And God had mercy. He was only five days. He didn't let him suffer. It says, and then he came to Bethsaida, like I read, and they brought a blind man to him, and they begged him to touch him. You know what? That man was ready for a change. Are you ready for a change? Are you ready for God to meet you in this conference? Are you ready for God to open your eyes to see what you have not been able to see in times past? Because he's ready to come and touch you. He's ready to come and transform you. He's ready to come and change the way you think. You have limit God. And I say sometimes we limit God. Because I'm in the same boat. I'm just part of you guys too. But God wants to do something spectacular in your life. He wants, to, he wants that when you leave here tonight. You've been touched by the master's hand. You've been touched by the healer's hand. There are things that need to come off of all of us. He wants to come and transform us. Malachi 3, 6 says, For I am the Lord and I do not change. Man changes, but God never does. And you could take his word to the bank. Actually, I want you to know that it's worth more than the bank. Because our currency could just fall apart. But his word will never fall apart. His word doesn't change. We're always changing our mind. Our stinking mind. God wants to come like my brother Connors used to say. He wants to come and change our stinking thinking. He wants to do something supernatural for you. He wants to come and make a way where there seemed to be no way. He's going to take the simple things and turn them around. Oh, my goodness. For he is God and he does not change. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. Sometimes God has to take us out of the place of comfort. We've ten we have created a tent. We have put up a tent in the middle of that valley. 
And God says you cannot stay in the valley. You can't live in the valley. You got to live in the mountaintop. You got to look down to the valley. Say, oh, I went through that valley. And guess what? God has made me a victor. God has made me a victor. God has made me to win. Death, where is thy sting? Come on. Got to know that God is on your side. Maybe some of you have lost loved ones in this time. Maybe you lost homes, you lost jobs. We have a hope. We have a hope. We will see them again. And those things that you lost, man, God could give them like that back to you. I've seen God do miracles for me in this time. It's been amazing. Amazing how God has opened doors. He's taking care of me. I don't know what kind of bargain Danny did with God. <laughs> like a good Puerto Rican, I would punch him in the nose when I get him. <laughs> he went on to heaven to have a party. He left me down here. Would you believe that, Pastor? Um, I don't know. What a deal is that? But sometimes God has to take us out of our comfort zone, out of our environment, especially an environment of unbelief. Mm. And when He, this is amazing. I'm very finicky. I'm very visual. And when he had spit in his eye, he put his hands on him. You know what? That beggar had gone through probably hell. That man was ready for a change. He didn't care that God was going to spit in his eye. Come on, spit on me. If it all could change, spit on me. When I was reading on this, I said, wow, God, you thank God it was Jesus that was spitting on him. Holy spit. <laughs> Jesus spit on his eye. And the, I want you to know that when that spit hit his eyes, healing power was coming to visit him. He didn't care because the king of glory, even though, you know what, he, I, I'm sure this man was hearing about this guy who did miracles all over the place. Oh, he came and he caused the lame man to walk. He caused the deaf to hear. He caused the blind to see. Many of us have been blind and have been deaf. But God is coming to restore our eyesight. He's coming to restore our hearing. He's coming to restore our walk. Oh, Rabbi, I can't, 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 Rabbi,
And you know what I love? That he said, he asked him if he, had, if he saw anything. If he saw anything. And he looked up and said, the man, I see men like trees walking. Now, I need you to look at this scenario. Because this is Jesus touching this man. Jesus touches him. Do you see anything? And the man says, man, I see something that looks like trees. He couldn't see clearly yet. Some of us, no matter what we go through or how we've been touched, sometimes it takes a little bit. And people don't give up on people because they first don't see. Because Jesus had to touch that man twice. Some people have a lot of stuff around them and on them. They go through hard times. And the men bow his head again. How many of us walk around like ostriches? The master is walking by us and with us. And we still walk with our heads down. God has done miracles for us. Not one, but a few miracles. And yet, we still walk like we don't even know him. He does one miracle. We're all excited. And the next trial comes through. <laughs> well, oh, Jesus... And I love, I love how when he comes and he touches him again. And I want to give you three things or four things that requires vision. That vision requires. First one that man needed was vision. We need to have vision for what God is speaking in this house. Don't get excited for this conference and then when the conference is over, you go right back to your yesterdays. God wants you to live everyday revival people always say I want revival you get revival for a little while and then when trials come in guess what we go right back to our yesteryears but God says live revival and you're not going to need revival what does vision require It requires an environment. You need to set up the atmosphere for your revival living. That means prayer, seeking God. When they open the doors, be here for prayer. Don't make excuses. I'm leaving, Pastor, tomorrow. 
okay, that's what it is, all right. <laughs> okay. It requires unity. We're doing it together. It's one mind, one spirit. You're doing it together. Vision requires wisdom. It's not naming and grab it. How are we going to align ourselves to do what God said? How are we going to get to that place that God said? You know, many times we get words, oh, you're going to be this awesome teacher. Yes, I'm going to be this awesome teacher of the word. Oh. But you never read your word. We expect God to do for us what we need to do. God will always do the miraculous. You need to do what everyday living for you it is. What you need to do every day, God does not require for him to do it. It's for us to do. It's our responsibility to read the word. It's our responsibility to be in the presence of God. You want miracles? Seek God. Don't date God. Marry him. When you date a person, the relationship is kind of romantic, but it's also if it's convenient to you. But when you marry a person, it takes a life commitment. It's not 50-50, it's 100-100. Because the moment you do 50, you're keeping 50 for yourself. And God doesn't want you to keep anything. He wants you to render it all. How you're going to get there? Vision requires joy. I have a hard time to see people all the time. Oh, woe is me. You know what? If you want to see woe is me, go and get yourself in the internet. And look at some of those people that are being persecuted for the gospel's sake. Some of those people that are being killed for the gospel's sake. And tell me if you have some problems. God wants you to know that you are a victor. That he is giving you vision. Vision for this house. Vision for this year. How are you going to get to what God has put in your heart and has spoken over this house? You need to have joy. Joy. Let me tell you, how are you going to bring people into the house of God if you're not joyful? People don't want to walk around with depressed people. I'm being very honest. You, know, you, you, you could take a little bit of that and try to help them through. But if they keep on soaking in the same bath water. Guess what? People are not going to want to walk with you. I love that Jesus told them for the second time, lift up your eyes. 
You know why? Because he kept on walking like this. His shame of whatever he had gone through. And maybe you've gone through some ugly stuff. But God has come to touch your eyes again. You're not living in those yesteryears. You know, you need to forgive. Well, that's easy for you to say. Because it wasn't you that went through that trouble. You don't know what trouble I went through. You don't know what I've been through. Oh, I want that ministry that you have. Oh, do you want to pay my price? You need to want what God has for you. God is coming to touch your eyes again. And you know what? At the end of this verse, in verse 26, I love that he admonishes him. And he says to him, Neither go into town nor tell anybody. You know why? Because every time that God wants to give you fresh vision, the devil is standing in the back trying to mock you and tell you that you can't get there. That you cannot accomplish what God said about you. He tries to keep that film in your eyes so you can't see clearly of what he is going to do for you. Lord bless you. Come on. Beautiful. Beautiful. Don't you just love Giselle and Brother Charlie? Well, we're, we're just going to release this over to you. Is that okay? You guys, are y'all ready? Yeah. He's going to do a great thing tonight. So Holy Spirit, just have your way. Open our eyes. Let us lift up our, our heads tonight. We just want to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. again that you could see what you haven't seen in times past come to touch your eyes again know that I am the Lord your God and I'll lead you through your path you're weary and tired I will give you strength I will give you 
Enjoy for tomorrow. Enjoy for your journey that's ahead. I come to touch your eyes that you can see again. Come to touch your eyes so you can see again. I come to touch your weariness that it may go and flee. I come to touch your eyes again that you might put the enemy under your feet. I don't know if you all realize what's going on here tonight. The presence of the Lord is so thick. What she just preached tonight just reminds me of Revelation to take the eye sap and to rub our eyes that we can see See what? What God wants us to see, not what we want to see. And you know what? That's what prophetic is. He's speaking to you what he sees for your life. Wow. Sister Giselle, I'm just blessed. Hard to move. Where's Danny? You, Danny? Come on. Come on over here, Sharon. Would you get your anointer? I understand your wife's not here tonight. What's your wife's name? Brittany. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sharon, anoint his hands. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pray as if Brittany was here, okay? That's how we're going to prophesy over you guys. I'm going to read to you out of Matthew 11, verse 28. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, for the integrity of the word, Pastor J.O. said there was a gentleman who is really hoping to get a word. Now, we all hope to get a word, but sometimes people are in a place that they 
really need the word. And we honor pastors. We, we, we honor the local church pastor and said, if you've got anybody that needs to be prayed for, we're going to pray. So I want you to know that. I didn't get Danny's name like I get others' names. And I want to protect the integrity of the word. But I don't know anything about him and his wife. What's your wife's name? Brittany. Okay. I have two words for you. Slow down. Slow down, Brittany. She's not even standing here, and you've got a wife on steroids. She is got lists for lists. She is driven. You're driven. But see, the enemy is coming to try to deceive the both of you. I'm just going to be, this is a good word. This is not a negative word. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not trying to do anything. But you are at a crossroad. You are at a critical crossroad. There's a knot. You know what a jazz bowl looks like? There's a knot right in the center of the jazz bowl. There's a knot right in the center of everything that's going on with you. And know this, says the Lord your God, that if you will call upon my name, the two of you, if you will ask the Holy Spirit to come and put a hedge of protection around you, he will do it. Wow. See, God wants the two of you to make beautiful music together. He does. But you're going 100 miles in one direction. She's, I'm picking up, she's some kind of entrepreneurial spirit. She's, she's, she's a driven business person. So are you. Sometimes that's a, not a, <laughs> it, it can be a dangerous mix if you don't handle it properly. One, two, three, four. You got more than four kids? How many do you have? Six. Do y'all have a Brady Bunch marriage? You know what that is? There you go. There you go. Two highly driven business people with six children in the house, commitments. I'm not going to say this in a negative way, but farming kids out so you could survive. The enemy is trying to destroy what God put together. I'm just going to be honest with you. Man, you're a good man. Whoever hires you to work for them, they have a man of stature, a, a, a man of integrity, a man of authority. 
And your wife is the same way. You're like a train track. It's the same thing, but God says there needs to be something that's got to give before this train jumps the track. I'm just, I'm being real with you. I'm not even prophesying like I normally prophesy. I'm just going to speak to you from my heart. I wish she was here. Because you've gone, both of you have gone through so much. It's hard to find where to anchor, where to get some stability. But God wants to bring a balance in your home. Especially, man, I'm just going to say it, Danny, especially for the children. Because God has put something special in your heart. You're not a man that, you're not a, this is what God has put inside of you. You're a man that says, when I need help, I'm going to ask. I'm, I, I'm not going to hide. I'm, I want, I need help. And know this says the Lord your God tonight because you reached out. Because you said, Lord God, Jesus, I need help. And you went to the man of God and you said, man, man, if I could get a word, I, I, I need a word. I want to tell you something. I, I, I know Giselle's going to come up and there's going to be a rescuing word that's going to come. But God is going to rescue the two of you. He's going to rescue you. He's going to rescue you. Going to rescue you, and 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 I hope you don't mind. I'm putting my arm around you, but I, I feel to do this. You need a hug. You need to know that God is on your side. He's not against you. Now I'm going to say something that's going to sound really scary to you. Your business is about to go crazy. You're going to get busier, and that's going to that's going to make it even more difficult. But I believe that God is going to make a way. Um, the first thing is saying, Lord, I, I surrender and I, I need your hedge of protection around me. You know, <laughs> Sharon and I are getting up there in age now, but we're teachable. And our daughter's husband said something to me. He said, you know what? You're always concerned that the plate is going to fall down and break. But did you ever think that it's God who wants the plate to fall down and break so that he can give you a new plate. That's what's going on in your life, Danny. Don't worry, let the, let the plate fall, let the plates fall and break. Because, and, and I'm gonna say this is,
This is Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And it says like this. Foxes have holes, birds of the ears have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You know what that means? It means that foxes don't live in holes, they only go there to reproduce. Birds don't live in nests. They only go there to lay eggs and reproduce. The Lord says, I want to lay my head on you. So I could put my thoughts in you. So you can start thinking the way I think. You won't have to struggle with, Lord, what do you think? What? What? The Lord says, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to lay my head on your shoulders and you're going to know my thoughts because I'm going to reproduce myself in you. I'm going to cause you to run when you need to run and walk when you need to walk. And the Lord says, I'm going to give peace across your house. It's going to be such peace. It's going to look like an ocean that doesn't have waves. The Lord says, the struggle is going to be over. The wrestling is going to be over. Because I'm going to lay my head on you. And my thoughts are going to be your thoughts. You will have no more wrestling like you've had these days. The fight is over. Tell your wife that what I'm going to do is precious. And she's going to look back in these days and say, oh my goodness, did I go through that valley? God says, I'm going to lay my hand on both of you. Take the scripture back to her. Tell her, that I say that foxes do not live in holes and nests and birds don't live in nests. But I'm coming to reproduce myself in you and in your wife and in your children. God bless Hold on. Hold on. Come on. How many know this man? need to pray you know someone said to me all you tell people is to do is pray anybody can do that that's right that's why this was written because nothing works other than prayer we need to pray for this man and this woman because God's going to get him God's going to get you through this that's going to be glorious it's all going to fit together so you need to get ready you really do amen Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor Craig, why don't you come up here with your lovely bride? Come on. Come on. Oh, boy. 
Where God says that there's times and seasons for everything. Now, for the protection of the word, because I don't want to abatch what you said at the table for lunch. Just because the prophetic, sure and I, we have to guard the protect the prophetic. It's why we don't stay in homes unless we really know the people. We don't really like anybody picking us up at the airport unless they're just going to talk about the weather and their dogs or their cats or whatever is going to go on. We have to protect the prophetic. And so something got said at the table yesterday, and I shut them down immediately and just started prophesying at the table about them. Okay? So would you just tell them what transpired before anything goes on here, before I start to prophesy over them? The congregation, how this came about. We had a little bit of a conversation, did we not? Yeah. And I just don't want them to think you told me everything before I started. So Craig's in a season that you're going to learn way more about that next weekend. And so I was explaining that to Charlie so that he knew that there was change coming in, 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 in his life because sometimes we've had situations where things got weird. And so I just kept it very clear. And then he kind of like stopped me and began to prophesy. And he saw these different things that was going on in Craig's life. And we were just like, wow, this is really exciting. And so that's, that's kind of how it was. You'll learn way more about that next weekend. Thank you. Thank you. It's important to us. Thank you so much. Glory to God. So now I can just, you know, here a dean goes to me, are you going to remember all this when you pray over them? I said, don't worry about it. God's got it, you know. You know, but I had to shut it down because he starts speaking. And your husband came to visit me in Kellogg years ago. He'd made the drive. We were ministering in Kellogg, Smelterville. We go all over the place. If God tells us to go, we go. And I remember you came. I was laughing. I, I didn't mean, I was laughing inside. Because you were all concerned about the prophetic and stuff. And I kept saying, don't worry about the prophetic, Craig. You know, yeah, but people, and I'm thinking to myself, don't worry about it. Because God's got so much more for you. You're not going to need the prophetic. Because God's doing something else. I want you to know, thus saith the Lord. This is a thus saith the Lord, and I'm not going to speak it in King James or anything. I'm going to give it to you in plain old Charlie Sweet language. The seasons are closed. The season is closed, and your task has come to an end. This church is going to have to tie this man out and this woman out because they're needed more than they are here in this church. And I know he's a kingpin. I know she's a kingpin, 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 queenpin. <laughs> Let me fix that. But know this, says the Lord your God, that I have given you a voice that is going to go across the airwaves, says the Lord your God. And it's a voice that's going to touch the hearts of people. It's going to touch the unchurched, says the Lord your God. Um, Sharon, do you remember the books that Pastor bought us once and it was like questions in the Bible? You know, anything you wanted to know that the Bible talked about, we could look it up by word and it would give you the scripture. Wanted to know about happiness, it gave you all the scriptures. 
This is a walking encyclopedia. of what it means in the Bible. And God is going to use him as a chef in the spiritual to serve up the answers. And one thing I know about him, if he doesn't have an answer, he's going to tell you he doesn't have the answer. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, get ready, says the Lord your God. It is going to catch like fire says the Lord your God and it's going to go from nation to nation it's going to be translated in other languages says the Lord your God and and people are just going to be blown away it's a form of evangelism mixed with the pastoral that's going to benefit this church and many other churches because it's going to plow the ground of unbelievers and doubting Thomases. And it's done in such a way that it's going to be so simplified that people are going to get saved over the airwaves. They're going to get saved they're going to get saved on the whatever they're watching. I'm not technical, you know, blogs, whatever you call them, okay? And churches are going to connect to you. I, I, I see this massive box, and I see all these wires coming in and feed going out in them, and it's going to touch I'm telling you, I feel even pastors are going to tap into this because they're going to say, good sermon materials here, man. I'm going, to, I'm going to grab on to this. And God is going to expand this. He's going to blow it up. But here's what I said to Pastor J.O. and Radine yesterday. I said, he's only half the engine. You know, you got a Harley guy here. Got a Honda guy here. When the Harleys are trying to get up their speed, the six-cylinder, six-carb Valkyrie is blowing them out of the water. <laughs> and we have to keep going because when they eventually catch us, they're going to beat us up. Okay? So we got to keep going. But our friend who we co-labored with as an elder, Steve Zook. He had an old Harley soft tail that was in baskets, literally in baskets, and he put it all together. And when he would get it running, leaked oil like nobody's been, he had to put a pan under there. He'd take it in the pan, pour it back in the engine, okay? <laughs> but that thing would sit there and go, chakunk, chakunk, Chikunk. It was a V-twin. I believe it was a panhead. And it would, I'd go, Steve, that thing's going to stall. He goes, no, it ain't. I said, how can it run like that? He goes, it runs like that. I feel you've got a partner. This is not you alone. 
And God is going to use the two of you as a V-twin Harley engine. And you're going to blow the minds of people. I, I, I feel that, you know, whatever you have started, whatever it's been chugging along, but God is going to give it national exposure. Come on, you need to get ready. You need to get ready. Am I at least smelling close to a partner? Is there someone that's working with you other than her on what you're doing, your new venture? Okay. Are they here? Okay. You are. You will. Yeah, she's your partner. Come on. But God is birthing you into something that it's going to start to take off and you're not going to be able to just kind of have to strap in and ride it. You've built. The Lord says you have built so well. Such loyalty. The two of you are building what I call a building couple. And the loyalty and the integrity and the character that you have held has been incredible to not only this man and this woman, but the team. The two of you have caught bullets. The two of you have laid your lives down. And, 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 and I know, I know that you, woman of God, have just such a heart for people. And you know there's healing in your wings and, and everything, but this man is about to blast off, and there is a day that you're going to be one of those partners with him. I see you both sitting at a mic, in it going across the United States to other nations. And, you know, as I was praying about this tonight before we came over, I don't know, what do you call them, hits, views, whatever it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just not Mr. Techie, okay? But but I saw the Lord going one million, two million, three million, four million, five million. Then the Lord said to me, Here's the other side of the track. I had to call my son. I'm I'm in, I have to say this. I called up my son. He's a techie. He's a government contractor works with you know space force and all that kind of stuff and i said when someone does something like this can't they make money off of this he goes oh yeah dad they can make a lot of money so i'm here to tell you i know you're not in it for that but you're kingdom builders and and you you heard this morning with sister giselle prophesied over your pastor Not throwing her under the bus, but I was here 11 months after you moved into this building, and I'm telling you guys, it's too small. Get ready. You're going to have to move. You're going to have to build. She comes right along, confirms it. So that's it. You've had five years. It's enough. Get moving. Anyway. Because you have a generous heart, 
God's going to bless this thing. And it's going to raise funds for the kingdom. It's going to raise funds for you guys. It's going to raise funds for the kingdom. But more importantly, it's like an invention. It's going to be an evangelistic tool for every generation, anybody. And it's going to, it's going to, I'm almost hearing the words patent, but I'm just going to leave that alone. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, you are on the right track. And a woman of God, sometimes you wonder, oh oh my God, you know, (laughs) this guy. (laughs) You don't need to reel him in anymore. It's there. God's in this thing. And you're awesome support. But you're not just support. You're a prophetess in your own right. And healing is in your wings. And I see the two of you. I see you having some conversations about marriage and raising children. And, and like a talk show. And people calling in and saying, hey, I'm having this problem. I got a blended family. I got this. And, I got, and God is just going to use the two of you. Your Resource is the word of God, and you're just going to keep it. And you're going to see secular people calling in, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to start to drive people to start seeking. You know, if I if I could put a word on what you're doing, God told me as we were driving over tonight, it's a seeking network where people are seekers, and they're going to be seeking through the network instead of saying hey Google they're going to say hey Craig (laughs) so get ready I want you to know all he said was I got to be up front I tell you about one of my guys Craig so now I'm like hmm okay got maybe a few more words out, and I cut them off. I said, well, that's no surprise, right? No surprise. Because way back in Kellogg, way back in Kellogg, God spoke to me. This was in a restaurant. Prophesying in the restaurant. God spoke to me in Kellogg that God was going to spread you across the nations. And I couldn't say it to you because you were too hung up on the other stuff. He was going to spread you through the nations. Because you you know what? I'm just going to say it. He can be a blockhead at times, you know. When he he sets his mind on something, he's like a tick on a dog, man. He's burled in. But God told me he was going to send you to nations without leaving your chair at home. But you weren't ready for it. You weren't ready for it. Now you are. Glory to God. Sister Giselle, come on. I felt like he was speaking Chinese because I didn't know what was going on, but that's okay. God knows. (laughs) But I did see you like if you were an x-ray machine. And the people that will come around you, and this is for you too, you're going to know if they're real or not. Lord says, I'm going to 
hyphen, that's how you say it, bring it up, the gift of knowledge in you. And you're both going to prophesy. Whatever you're going to do in the natural, God says, you will never forget that you're my man and that I come first. For many will try to pull you away and pull you to them, but know that you're my man and that you're my girl. I'm going to let you know when they're coming. You're going to, they're going to come in and you're going to look at them and God is going to give you eyes of an eagle. And you're going to see right through their intentions. So know that whatever it is that you're doing in the natural, you're not going to let go of the spiritual. You will give words of the Lord to those that will come in. And you're going to tell them, I know what intention you came with. But I'm going to tell you the intentions of God. And their hearts will be turned around. So girl, just prophesy. Take the mic and prophesy. Speak the word of the Lord. Let the word of the Lord pierce their heart so they could be healed. I'm going to use you with many as healers. And know that what I do for you is promotion. Because you've been faithful in the little, I could trust you with more. Bless you both. Well, that's beautiful. Now we got to have a conversation. Seriously. No, no, you, you, you're all, every, everyone is good. Hey, don't throw me under the bus. Everyone, everyone is good and it's a God thing. But you, you have to listen to me for a minute. Next weekend, we have this beautiful announcement that we're making. It's been in the plan for a long time, quite a, quite a while. And uh, it's going to be made next weekend, next Saturday and Sunday. I've been texting Dave in the midst of this going, oh, my goodness. And guess what? The announcement is beautiful. Let me, let me qualify something right now. Craig's not going anywhere. But it's going to unfold in a beautiful way. And you need, I think it's just God that all this was brought up this weekend. So... I need you to do me a huge favor. And I'm talking about whoever's closest to them. I'm talking to you too. I don't care if you live with them in their small group. I don't care if you're his brother. Don't ask him any questions this week. And don't ask me any questions. And don't ask our staff any questions. Don't ask our elders any questions. You can wait seven stinking days. Don't do it. Don't, don't go, Craig, Craig. Now you can tell me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? You'll hear it next Saturday and Sunday. And you'll be tremendously blessed. And you should remember these words because 
it's scary bro it's scary god bless you guys everyone loves them so You want the prophetess to sing? <laughs> Come on, honey. Hallelujah. Raise those hands. You know the valley. Oh, you know the valley well. Taking you to the mountain top that you may soar like an eagle. You will teach many how to fly. Come high with me. Come abide with me. Oh. So the Lord bringing many gifts to you. They were all wrapped so beautifully. And every time you open one, it was a gift for your life. Something that you prayed about. Don't you know that I am your daddy? Something is taken away. I give back. I see you like a mother in Zion as an old woman with gray hair and many people following you into the house of God there's a real evangelist spirit in you you want to tell everybody about Jesus you're like the woman in the well I was so grateful that God came and spoke to her and met with her. This woman, she came at about five o'clock when all the women would leave because she wasn't supposed to be talked to because she was half Samaritan and half something else, whatever it was. <laughs> But Jesus knew where to meet her at. And he met with her. And he said, wow, if somebody could give me something to drink. Oh, <laughs> this woman ran to the city and started telling everybody about Jesus. How he had come and met with her. And didn't care that who she was. Jesus came and touched you that same way. God says you're going to bring many to the well. And they're going to drink from my water. You will be known as a mother in Zion. I see many young people around you and around your home. Are you a couple? 
Oh, come on, brother. What are you sitting down for? <laughs> Lord Jesus. Lord God. No, no, no. Lord God. You should... People are going to come and drink from your house. You got to stand. <laughs> Lord. Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Get your tissues here. is going to do something so supernatural in your home oh I see things that have been missing God giving you things that you've been praying for so you can host people in your house I see even dishes coming to your house new dishes you will set a beautiful table and they will come around your table and eat not only the natural but the heavenly bread see couples and young people and children coming around your house your house will never be empty your house will always be full because you're the type that will bring even the straight cat in your house you're so loving you're so kind God sees your hearts please I'm not comparing people to straight cats <laughs> But I want you to know that God is doing something spectacular in your home. Something spectacular. Today when I saw you shared up there, I, I wanted to jump out of the chair. I should have. But God is coming to visit your house. And he's going to fill every gap. And I want you to know that those who criticized you, those who mocked you, those who talked about you, those who pointed their finger at you will say, wow, look what the Lord has done. So get ready. Get ready to restore homes, houses. Get ready to mentor young couples. The Lord says this is a new day for your house. He's even changing the way you both think. <laughs> He's expanding your reference. He's expanding those desires that you have. The Lord says, I'm going to open up the book for you. You're going to see the word in such a different way. There's a light and illumination that is coming when you share the word, when you open my book, there is going to be a fresh anointing. It's going to be fresh bread that will be given to these people. And you will be blessed because you gave of me. Bless you. Hallelujah. I want to pray over Matt and Madison because they were, they were assigned to us. And it's hard for me and Sharon because, you know, when people say they want to serve you, you know, it's like, really? You know, we're, we're kind of low-maintenance people, but, you know, they have been. And so we like to, those that 
touch us, we like to touch them back. And so, Sharon, I want you to anoint their hands. I'm going to read to you guys out of John 15. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has, has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Wow. I want you to know, other than we know their name, they've not said anything to us. When God knits you together with someone, it's God-driven. Two of you are knitters in the house of the Lord. God is going to use the two of you to bring people together. Now, one thing we do know is they're newlyweds. And, you know, you have to kind of take some time to get settled in, you know, toilet paper over the top, toilet paper underneath. I want you to know after 47 years, my wife comes in and changes it when I'm not looking and puts it her way. And she's got her own bathroom. But God has called the two of you to be covenant makers. Man, when I give a word to people about being covenant makers, when the two of you work with people and you say that they're gonna, you're going to be their friend, you truly are their friends. Now, you don't know this, Matt, but three times I saw you. I was going to put my arm around you and say, what's up, Doc? And I, and I don't know why. And I said, no, I got thinking to myself, he can't be a doctor. Look at him. There is no way, this guy. Oh, he's too free-spirited. But I believe God's going to use you as a, a spiritual doctor, like Dr. Luke in the kingdom of God. And God's going to use you to bring adjustments to men's lives. He's going to use you. He's going to use you to touch them where, you know how the Bible says, help me out, I'm going to make the crooked, crooked places straight. Get ready, says the Lord your God, for a fresh anointing is about to fall upon your life, O man of God. And I'm going to take you into the places that you have never seen. They're only places that you have dreamed of, says the Lord your God. And know this, says the Lord, as my word. When I took Elijah to the mountaintop, my voice was not in the wind. My voice was not in the shaking. My voice was not in the fire. My voice was in the still quiet place in a whisper. And I will whisper to you, says the Lord your God. I will whisper things in your ear for men. God's got you in training. God's got you in boot camp. Because you're going you're gonna to lead a group of men. I, I, I feel to tell you that this church is going to have an army of men that are intercessors. 
I looked down. I, I, I asked when we were leaving. I said, can, or, I, can, I want to show my wife how you have that little space up there where you can look down. And when I looked down, there was a clock on the wall and it said 6 a.m. There had to be 70 men at this altar, wrapping this altar, singing a cappella, the word of the Lord. Listen, I love women. Women have held the church together in intercession and prayer. But men, I'm here to tell you tonight, get your butts in gear. Be the priest of your home. Be the priest of the house. And God is ready in this guy to lead an army of intercessors and praise warriors. You're going to duplicate yourself into the other men so that you have an army of men that are going to help straighten out the crookedness in their lives, their spiritual lives. And you, woman of God, there's children all around you. You're going to have your natural children. But I don't know why I feel to tell you that God says you're going to have influence. Wow, I've never given a word like this. This is crazy because I don't like to put numbers. Thousands of children. Thousands. And every one of them is going to walk away with a little piece of Madison. By the way, I love the name Madison. And there's going to be little nuggets. That's the word little like you know i'm gonna date myself when we were small when i was young maybe eight years old you could buy for a nickel a little sack of chewing gum and they were in the shape of little gold nuggets yeah you got a little bag of gold nuggets in your heart that's gonna go I don't know what you do or how God's not showing me, but God is You're gonna teach children. That's what God is showing you. You're gonna teach children, whether it's in this church or whatever, you've got an ability. Uh, listen, who's the head of uh, young children uh, department? Where where Recruit her. Let them finish their honeymoon. Recruit her. Because this young lady has an incredible, incredible ability to relate to children. God put the two of you uniquely together. And you know, it blesses my heart because, you know, what do we teach our children? Says the Lord. Now we teach them that Jesus is in our hearts. That's number one. And then the second thing we teach them is Jesus is the greatest servant of all. And the two of you are serving. And when you serve, God responds. And he blesses because Jesus was the greatest servant of all. I'm telling you, Matt, 
you're going to be highly sought after. I'm, I'm just going to say it. You're going to get recruited by recruiters. They're going to try to pull you away. Don't you dare. Your roots are right here. As young as you are, you're mighty cedars by the river of God already. This river right here. This church. Don't let money pull you away. Don't let fame pull you away. But you know what? Whatever you do, God is going to have you go from hands-on to one day teaching. I see you in a college environment, and I see you starting off as an adjunct professor. You know what that means? Okay. To a full-time professorship, and, and God is going to use you to teach other young people at whatever you do, but you're going to blend the Word of God in with it. And that college is going to turn out a different product than what they were turning out because the Holy Spirit is in it. I hear the Lord say, I'm calling in my oil men. Weird, right? I got some instructions for you. Get a bottle of oil carry it with you because you're going to start praying for some of those men and you are going to spray some oil on them and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing change and I see you laying hands on those children they will come from broken homes Even little guys and little girls who are all alone. They cry themselves to sleep at night. He will lay hands on them. And all of a sudden, things will change. Some of them will seek you out years to come because you came and lay your hands on them and their lives changed they will know right now what happened the years to come they will remember the teacher that just put her hands on them you won't do it like all this kind of weird stuff. You're just going to put your hands in their shoulders. Quietly. You will give them to God. Quietly. You will prophesy destiny into their lives. Quietly. You will rebuke the devourer. Because one thing that I could tell you, they might not hear you, but the enemy hears you. And he knows who you are. Actually, all hell knows your whole name. Because they know you as a champion. One that loves what I love, the children. I see you prophesying destiny into their lives. 
and you being known as the oil man. You be an old man being called, yeah, that's the oil man. The man that anointed my head with oil. You know why they used to anoint sheep with oil? So the bugs wouldn't come into the sheep's into their nostrils and eat at the gangrene, that's what they call it. So they used to anoint their the sheep with oil so those things wouldn't come in and destroy their brain. That's what you're gonna do to these men. You are gonna anoint their heads with oil so the enemy cannot come in and destroy their lives. So oil man, just make sure you get yourself some nice smelling oil. for everyone to know that Madison is a school teacher. <laughs> Matthew, what exactly, Matt, do you, what, are you, what is your official title? Doctor of Physical Therapy. <laughs> so I, I will tell you a story because I've actually seen Matt in action. On the drums is Aslan great drummer. His wife is Janelle and at an MFI conference, Janelle was dancing and, and she had something go out. What was it that went out? Uh, patellar dislocation. And so it was very, very like scary. It, to me it was. And so they're in, we're in the vertical room with her and I see Matt just goes, boop. This thing was jacked up, man. He goes, boop, straightened her leg out. I was like, whoa. It was very real. And I only say that to encourage the two of you of how God is moving in this place. It, it's like crystal spring water from heaven. Such unadulterated, pure fountain of God. So thank you. Hallelujah. We're dismantling the production crew. You should see the faces when I ask, can you put this on autopilot? Oh, she's coming? Okay. Glory to God. Wow. We made a promise. Because these are always the behind the scenes. Listen, I was an executive pastor for years. And Mike would always have the smile on his face because I was the guy that took all the hits from everybody. Sound people, camera people, lighting people, fogging machine people. 
machine people that made it snow in the sanctuary. How come we don't get prayer? Good question. Because they're always behind the scenes. And so we want to honor them tonight. We want to, you know, they do a lot of stuff that you don't see that actually happens. There's people watching live, I believe. There's, there's rebroadcasts, and then there's DVDs and, and all this stuff. And everybody just takes it for granted that everything sounds good, you know, and everything. Well, let me tell you something. The looks I got about autopilot tells me that don't work. <laughs> because they're creative, they're trained, they're disciplined. And so what we want to do is... is you know, not a rapid fire, but we want to be able to anoint them, lay our hands on them, we want to pray, we want to bless them, so that they leave also feeling. Now, I'm going to say something to you. If you're here and you go, well, I didn't get a word. Yeah, you did. Man, how many years did we sit in church and we'd go, we didn't get a word. God doesn't love us. And my mentor said, when someone else is getting a word, claim the word for your life if you feel that that's what it's for. I had, I had incredible mentors. All I did was carry their Bible to prophetic meetings. Pastor David Schock, Pastor Joe Rowe. They're home with the Lord now. But they taught me so much. And I'm telling you, all the word that's been coming across in this church, the preaching. Do you understand the, the preaching from Giselle and myself? It's not preaching, preaching. It's, that's pastoral preaching, what Pastor J.O. does and and Craig, and there can be prophetic. But when you have prophetic people preaching, they're prophesying to you. So you can't leave here and say, oh, I didn't get a word. Yes, you did. We robbed so many words from people, didn't we, Sharon? <laughs> We'd go to Toronto every weekend. We'd drive 550 miles one way, snowstorms just to go get basted in the well. I'd have to carry her out every weekend. Toronto blessing. You know how hungry we were? I'll tell you how hungry we were. I had hair back then. <laughs> and they would say, you can only come up one time for prayer. So I go back. We get prayer. I go in the back, mess my hair up, kind of move my shirt around, and everything, go back up, and they go, didn't we pray for you? No, that's my brother. He's back there. We're swapping off watching the kids. I don't care. I'll answer to Jesus. I wanted that prayer. I was hungry. She was hungry. I she would, listen, you think I'm kidding? She'd get wiped out on the floor. Before, we moved, before they moved to the big building, they had the little building, they were vacuum. She had hair down to here, okay? She would be flat out on the floor under the spirit, and they're vacuuming around her. 
flicking the lights. It was me, Pastor Mike, Barb, and Frank DiMazio was there. And Frank goes, what's wrong with Sharon, Charlie? Pastor goes, leave her alone. Pastor Mike Cervelli goes, leave her alone, Frank. She's under the anointing. And he just kept walking around her and looking at her. And then the people said, you got to get her out of here. Now, remember, it was the small malls with small doors. So Frank goes, what are you going to do? And Pastor says, we're going to pick her up. And, you know, we had a Ford Aerostar. We put the back up. We picked Sharon up. She was like an iron cross, arms out feet together we picked her up she remained stiff and we brought her to the doors and we had to move her like furniture <laughs> to get her through the narrow doors and frank is like what is going on and, and pastor kept saying to him frank don't worry about it so we load her like furniture into the back of the aerostar i don't know why i'm saying this i want to build your faith i want to build your faith tonight before we prophesy one more word. <laughs> and there was something between Sharon and Pastor Mike Cervello. If they looked at each other, she would lose it. So she's in the back of the van. She starts to come around. Pastor looks at her, and she goes, bananas. <laughs> Laughing and everything. Little did we know God was healing her. I left for Toronto. I mean, I, I left for Taiwan. Taiwan. She was crying. How come everybody else has gotten touched by God and I didn't get touched by God? And I'm in Taiwan, and Barb calls me, and she says, your wife's plastered. You know what they used to do to her? Back when we had tape recording answering machines, she couldn't listen to music. And they would call a machine, and there must be more, and they would play it on the machine so when she would go to get the message, I'd come home and find her dead on the floor under the spirit. I want you to know, when you're hungry, you know, it doesn't bother me when people say, I got to have a word, I got to have a word. And even though I'm saying you get, I love that. Because when you're hungry, God is going to meet you. He's going to meet you. This woman, my wife, is sitting here. We had to tell our kids. They were young. Mom's not maybe going to make it. Maybe a year, two. She had something special. She had something going on. She read. My wife hates reading. She read a bookcase of books, all on healing, Smith Wigglesworth, Adder, wow. everything. She just kept reading and reading and reading, soaking it up while she was ill. See, we got to be hungry. Yeah, it was, God was preparing her. In 95, 94, he was preparing her. 95, I'm going to tell you something. Within three months, she was healed. Everything came back. She was made whole. Be hungry. Sister Giselle, I know you stepped out, but what we did is we got substitutes for the cameras and the sound people. These are all the people that work behind the scenes to make all of this stuff happen. 
And, you know, Sharon and I, maybe it's age that's coming on us, but we just want to bless and give people honor because that's so important because Jesus did that. He did that. He went out of his way. So we're going to bless them. So, you know, if you would join us, let's just, let's just do this. It doesn't have to be super involved, but they, they want to give them words of encouragement, whatever God wants to give them. He's going to give them. Just like this man right here. Nate it is. It's really Nathan. And God is so pleased with you because you've done so much to touch your communities. And God is using you in such a mighty way. The word that I gave Melinda and her husband about caring for the poor and the needy, you have such a compassionate... You know, I look at you and I would say, he drives a Volkswagen bus with flowers all on it. Because he takes us back to our 60s days, doesn't he? But God has put a heart of compassion on you. The Lord says, don't stop what you're doing, says the Lord your God. Get ready, says the Lord, for you're about to see a harvest like you have never seen before, says the Lord your God. And God says, the more you put your hand to the plow, the more I'm going to give you, says the Lord your God. And what he's going to give you is more. <laughs> he's going to give you more of what you need to serve the people who don't know the Lord. God says, get ready, says the Lord your God. Get ready. There is so much more coming. You know what, Pastor J.O. and Aunt Radine, this is a man. I know his wife. She was with us at lunch. Him and his wife... This is a building couple. This is a foundation couple. These are like those pillars that we see here holding up the structure. They're holding up the structure and they're not looking for anything in return. They're not looking for anything because their hearts are to serve, serve, serve. You have the same compassionate heart that that couple has. And God says he's going to open up influential doors to you and your wife that's going to give favor to this church to be a blessing to people who are down and out. Get ready, says the Lord. You know what? I have to tell you, there's, just keep doing what you're doing. I've never given a word like this before. Just keep doing what you're doing, and God is going to bless it, and he's going to grow it. You don't need any more word. God is saying, just take what you got, and he's going to grow it and expand it. And your wife has the gift of healing upon her life. Is she here? Quick, 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 run up here. What's her wife's name? Michaela? Michaela! Quick, quick, quick. Come on. Sharon, right now. Put hands on her right now, Sharon. I want you to pray. I'll hold the mic. You do the work. Thank you, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak uh, the gift of healing to my sister, Father God. Lord, I just ask that you give her the faith to believe for the impossible, Father, for you are the God of the impossible, Lord. Lord, just, uh, Lord, just increase her, Father God, increase her faith. Lord, give her the faith to believe to go even into the hospitals and lay her hands on people and see them recover in the name of Jesus to give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus name. Amen. You have children. 
two. You have a boy? Boys. Heard the Lord said that your oldest boy, I'm going to use. He's going to use both of them. But that older boy is going to be one who shares the word. He's going to have an impartation of the word. The Lord says he's going to be like a scholar. He's going to be able to open up the book and divide. And it's going to be amazing. And he will travel to nations. Even in a dark time. Don't be afraid. If you do like Hannah of old, give him back. Like she gave Samuel. He will live all the days of his life. In my presence. And he will know how to hear from me. When I send him into a nation, he won't be a 007. People will know that the prophet of God and the teacher is coming into the nation. So you lose your fear that I am going to use him. And I will bless him. And I will take care of every step that he takes. For all the days of his life. Bless you. Bless you. Lord, we just pray a breaker anointing upon his life, Lord God, Jesus. Uh, Lord, that he will break through every barrier that tries to hold him back and hold him down. We break the chains off of his ankles, Lord God, Jesus. Lord, you're going to give him the freedom to run. Uh, you know, the word of God says that you're going to run. Run with the chariots. Run with the horsemen, says the Lord your God. It's time for you to get ready, says the Lord. I'm breaking you free. I'm breaking you through, says the Lord your God. Don't be pigeonholed into what the world is trying to pigeon you hole in because God says, I've got so much more for you, says the Lord your God. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. How are we going to do this? Let's just run right down. Come on. Let's just run right Whoa, down. Oh, there's been an argument. Come on. Times me. Fight. You say, Lord, how could this be? This is injustice. Oh, I see a, a man who was wounded, confused, hurt, but you arose from it all. And you said, God, I am going to surrender. Okay, I'll stop the fight. The Lord says, if you give it all back to me, you're not going to regret one moment of it. The Lord says, the dreams that you've had, they're mine's. They're not yours. God says, oh, you got so excited about the movie stuff and all the sound stuff and all. I want to be part of that. God says, you are a part of that. And more. 
I hear the Lord say that someday you're going to be an amazing father. I can see them clinging to your legs. Don't run before me or don't run behind me. Run with me, the Lord says. This is my vision. This is my house and you're my son. And I put my seal on you. And no one will speak to you again, belittling you. But I want you to know that my hand is upon you to prosper you and give you a future. Pastor, she has a word. Um, the Lord took you out of darkness. The Lord took you out of dark, of the, of dark place. And I need translation here. <laughs> um, so the, I'm going to say the verse in Spanish because that's how it came. So, Lámpara a mi pie, tu palabra iluminará mi camino. Psalm 119. A lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So that's your verse. You know, your... That's your verse. Yes. Um, there's a light that shines and that will shine brighter and brighter each day you know the past is in the past and the future ahead shines bright right Gabe how old are you buddy 14 God says you're gonna walk with him you're going to walk with him, and you're going to walk with him, and he's going to start to speak to you. But the spirit of Jeremiah is upon your life. Uh, that, that the prophecy is going to come through you, says the Lord your God. And God says you need to get ready because Jeremiah knew what needed to be tore down, what needed to be ripped up, and what needed to stay. And God is going to give you new eyes to see like you've never seen before. So. I'm going to lay my hands on him, and you can lay your hands on him. I feel, Sharon, would you come and take this mic, please? Whose son is this? Who, 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 where's the parents? Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm going to impart in him. We don't do this many times, but I kept walking by him, and I felt the Spirit of God, so I'm just going to lay my hands on him. Lord, we just impart the spirit of the prophetic upon Gabe's life, Lord God, Jesus. Lord, um, as Jeremiah, Lord God, Jesus, was so uh, bound to your word, Lord God, Jesus, and he loved you, and he, 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 he just pressed into the things of you. So, Lord, I just pray right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, uh, Lord, let him feel the anointing. Let him feel. Lord, as he plays this back when he's 16, when he plays this back when he's 18, when he plays it back for his own children, Lord God, Jesus, let it be a memorial stone as we read um, 
As a matter of fact, it's going to be the stone of Ebenezer uh, to many other uh, children that are going to see and they're going to say, God brought Gabe into my life to be a, a stone of help, to be a, a help in my life. And, and you worry about things, Gabe, and God says, don't worry about things. You worry, you worry too much. You're going to be... You're going to be what God has called you to be. You're going to be a good father. You're not going to run away from your duties. You're not going to shriek your duties. You're going to, you're going to be a good husband. And God is, God is going to use you mightily in the kingdom. And, and your heart is beating out of your chest. And that's a good thing because God is going to use you for a generation to lasso them, Lord God, for the things of the Spirit. So, Lord, I just impart that right now upon his life in Jesus name and by I, the way don't go get a big head about this you don't go around giving big words or anything like that you get under the tutorage of this house because there's yes. prophetic voices in this house they're going to mentor you just like I was mentored they're going to mentor you amen you know um, when Samuel grew up in the temple his mama Will come and bring him tunics every year and she had made it in such a way that it would fit him through the whole year at first it was big and then it was just right right and then it was small and then she would come and visit him again the Lord says, you're going to wear many hats in this house. But one day, am I allowed, Pastor? Prophesy. Someday, you'll take a city for me. I'm going to put a shepherd's staff in your hands. So learn well. Be a good disciple. Remember that the tears that you'll cry, I will hold them in my hands. I will give you wisdom. I will give you strength and stamina. Just remember to walk humbly before me so I could do all the things that I've announced in your ears so you may fulfill them. Saul, you just keep looking forward. You don't need to look at me. Saul, I'm going to just say to you that you've dug in. Well, and God is going to deepen your faith. For know this, says the Lord your God, that I am coming and requiring even more of you, says the Lord your God. And I'm going to dig deep because did I not save you? Did I not bring you out of the trenches? Did I not bring you out of places where the enemy was trying to put a stronghold upon your life? But know this, says the Lord your God, I have called you to be a breaker in my hand. I have called you not only to be a rescuer, but I am calling you to break the demonic forces. Uh, I, 
man, I, I see religious spirits all around you. I see the spirit of religion and God is going to use you to break the traditional spirits and the traditional religion off of people's lives. And, and God has put a call of evangelism upon your heart, says the Lord your God. And I'm breaking off. Uh, uh, God is unwinding some of all this stuff that you had to learn and all of these things. Woo! All these things that were pumped into your head and pumped into your heart I'm breaking them off of you right now says the Lord your God and you're going to bring uh, you're going to bring uh, the Holy Spirit with gusto says the Lord your God and, and those spirits are going to flee I, I feel to tell you just like Peter had a shadow there is a shadow it's going to follow you only this one is going to break the spirits this is wherever you walk wherever you go man i i've never prayed this over a young man how old are you 27 i'm going to say this to you the spirit of smith wigglesworth is upon your life says the lord your god i'm telling you right now as soon as i touched him sharon as soon as i touched him i saw the man sitting in his wheelchair and his legs and feet growing into the shoes of that story that Smith Wigglesworth did. And I'm telling you, you've been put down, you've been knocked around, you've been rolled around, you've been told that you're not gonna do this and you're not gonna, you broke the mold. And when God saved you, you're cut from a different cloth. Sometimes people don't quite understand what you're all about, Saul, but God is getting ready right now you're stepping into something brand new. Don't run. <laughs> you know what she said about the mantle? Pick it up. You've seen it, but you've been afraid to pick it up. Pick it up, says the Lord your God, and run. God is going to show you. God is going to mentor you. God is going to surround you with those that he needs to surround you with. But I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, you're going to be, I don't know, this guy, <laughs> I don't see you as a bold person, but God is about to make you very bold. Bold. No more hiding behind the shadows. No more having people pulling your strings and, and trying to manipulate you. God says, I'm taking you into this new season, says the Lord your God. And, and, and I'm going to say this to you. This is a man that's going to be a pace setter in the kingdom of God. Pace setters are like John the Baptist. When nobody else wants to go, they go, I'll go. I'll lead the charge. You're going to lead the charge because God's doing a surgery on your heart right now. You're never going to be the same again. I hear the Lord say, my scribes, put you in a place of honor in my house. <coughs> my scribes, those who write down, actually today record my word. So the people won't forget what I've said, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do for you. 
and in this house and through you my honor I put on you my favor is upon every one of you come on thank you for what you do how you serve even when you're tired and weary because you served and served again I will release blessings financial blessings for all of you your houses your houses will be filled with everything you need I am the God that will give thee I am Jehovah Jireh your provider I even touch your bodies when you need me to hear the Lord say thank you thank you thank you thank you because you go hour after hour even when you're tired and weary you still give a little more and the Lord says I'm the God that repays Come and on. compensates so good I am so good your daddy. Group word it. Those are that's that's the word of the Lord for all of you. And you need to take it and run with it. There's one more word we gotta give right here. This young man right here on the end. What's your name, son? Parker. Parker, I'm going to read this to you. God is a God has given you a lion-like faith and a courage in a lamb-like willingness to sacrifice your life in obedience to God's purpose. A lion in the kingdom, lamb-like submission. And the Lord is saying to you, get ready, says the Lord, you're gone. For I am calling you, and, and I feel to tell you this is your year for a God encounter. How old are you, man? 14. You're about to have a God encounter like you've never seen before. The Lion of Judah is resting upon your shoulders. And know this, says the Lord your God, I will never leave or forsake you, says the Lord your God. And as you call upon my name, says the Lord, I will, I will be there for you, says the Lord. But this is a time to submit uh, your heart to me, says the Lord your God. Uh, the Lord says, I desire to hear more from you, Parker. And as you come in even deeper into the, the fold of my word, uh, says the Lord, your, your heart is about to be even deeper and more for my spirit says the Lord your God I, I feel to tell you Parker that your feet Sharon anoint his feet really quick anoint the, anoint the bottom of the soles of his feet that your feet are going to 
touch foreign soil. You're gonna, you're gonna go on mission trips, and you're gonna, you're gonna build, and and you're gonna walk, and and you're gonna, you're gonna bring the word of the Lord to many young people. Says the Lord, you're gone. But most of all, God says you're gonna roar like the lion of Judah. The word of God is going to be in your heart, and and God is saying, "I'm pulling you out of." You know, Parker, I'm just going to say this to you. There's some people you need not to hang around with anymore. There's some people you need not let them to speak into your. I, 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 I'm not trying to do this to embarrass you, but you're letting the wrong voices into your life because the lion of Judah is coming in, and and he he want he's. Uh, uh, listen he's put an insignia on your forehead he has stamped you and he says you are mine Parker and so you need to stop listening to all of that foolishness and and stop buying into that and if you will separate you know the word holy means to separate yourself out and Parker if you'll separate yourself out I'm even going to say this Parker even the music you're listening to some of the things that you're diving into God says time to throw it in the trash Parker because God is calling you at a age 14 that his hand of calling is upon your life and he's got plans and purposes for you and you can't let the outside voices distract you off the track that he's put you on this is this is this is whose whose son is this God is God is transforming him right now and before your eyes right now I, I feel it right now God is doing something right now he's changed as soon as those words come out of my mouth I felt your heart just break open to receive and you receive you need to play this word over and over and over again and listen to it let Jesus put boundaries in your life. Don't cross them, Parker. Man, I've never given a young man or woman this kind of word this sternly. But I can smell when God's got his hand on someone's life at an early age. Because God has not only called you to a generation, He's called you to be a kingdom builder. At 14, a kingdom builder. And he's trying to grab hold of you now and saying, you get serious with me, I'm going to get serious with you, Parker. But you have to make the choice. God is a God of choice. You're 14. Whatever choice you make is a life decision. You will live with it the rest of your life. But God is saying, it's time to choose. And if you do, watch and see what God is going to pour into you. And watch and see the goodness of the Lord just flow out of you. And watch and see people's lives be totally transformed. And it can start as soon as next week. You've got to make the decision. And when you do, you watch. Even young people are going to call you aside and say, I want to talk to you, Parker, because they're embarrassed. They don't want anybody else seeing it because God's going to give you wisdom 
And I'm going to say this to you, and I'm not going to say it to scare you, mom and dad. I'm not doing this to scare them. But God is going to put suicidal young people in this young man's pathway, and he's going to rescue them from death. Amen. There's a fresh anointing that comes to the musicians of the house. An anointing that breaks the yoke. An anointing that put away all arguments. An anointing that will heal the people 